Hello, this is Sue Lloyd, Vice Chair of the ISSB, and I'm joined today by our Chair, Emmanuel Faber, and we're recording this podcast during our November Board Week here in Beijing. So it's really great to be here this week. It's the first time that we've had a board meeting in Beijing following the opening of our office here earlier this year. And we've really received a great warm welcome from our local stakeholders and had really high quality in-depth discussions about our work, how we're working with stakeholders here and our partnerships in uh, China, advancing sustainability disclosure. So Emmanuel, I'll start with you. What are your main takeaways from this week so far? Thank you, Sue. Yeah, it's great to be here, in particular for me. Uh, I lived in this country 20 years ago for a few years, and it's good to be back after COVID. Um, we indeed had a lot of very interesting engagements with our stakeholders, starting with World Resources Institute event on Monday on the role of disclosure in identifying risks and opportunities as companies in China seek to reduce their carbon emissions. We also have a, a wonderful ACCA stakeholder dinner on the role of the accountancy profession in advancing high-quality disclosure and supporting the implementation of the ISSB standards. Participated in the China-listed Sustainable Development Conference. Great to hear from stakeholders in the room on recent progress, but also had a lunch with important investors and investment groups as well. Uh, very lively conversations. Uh, more officially, uh, I'd say we met um, our colleagues at the Chinese Ministry of Finance, building on our regular interactions, both bilaterally and, and through our jurisdictional working group on, on a monthly basis. And now today, uh, our own first Beijing conference, and uh, we were, I think, so grateful to have all these stakeholders for their insights and their contributions. So uh, it's been a great week. Uh, Sue, since our last podcast, you also actually spoke at the Sustainability Disclosure Forum in Hong Kong. Do you want to say a few words about that? That's right. It's just earlier this week, there was a CFC forum in Hong Kong, which is a great event. And it's really great to see Hong Kong uh, following the consultation that they launched earlier this year by the Stock Exchange in Hong Kong, taking steps to revise their approach to sustainability disclosure requirements to take into account aspects of the ISSB's inaugural jurisdictional adoption guide. So we're really looking forward to further steps by the Stock Exchange, the HKEX, in the introduction of the ISSB standards and the comprehensive roadmap to the adoption of the ISSB standards in Hong Kong. And other colleagues on the ISSB have been really uh, busy as well since the last podcast. So my fellow Vice Chair, Jingdong Hua, has been meeting with development banks and in Washington, they met with the Inter-American Development Bank and with the World Bank and had really good detailed discussions around implementation and capacity building. Jingdong also met with the Asian Development Bank as well as a number of stakeholders and regulatory bodies in the Philippines. And also there's really positive conversations going on there that's really helping to advance our work in the region. Also uh, closer to uh, Europe in London, the IFRS Foundation co-hosted with PwC the annual Meet the Experts event and Richard Barker uh, provided an update there on our work. And Ndidi in South Africa presented at the annual Integrated Reporting Committee of South Africa conference on how the ISSB has benefited from the integrated reporting framework. So we've been everywhere, all over the place, engaging with stakeholders around the world. 
And Emmanuel, you were in London, I think, at the Advisory Council meeting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Sue. And, and talking about integrated reporting framework, I um, had the privilege to also attend the Integrated Reporting Council meeting last week, reporting on our progress in substantiating uh, the uh, incorporation of the integrated reporting thinking into our S1 requirements as a foundation for uh, our view on how value is created through an ecosystem of capitals at work in and through business models. So really interesting and substantive conversations with, with the council. But as you said as well, I was in London last week for the advisory council meeting. The council is the formal strategic advisory body to the trustees of the IFRS Foundation, as well as the IASB and now the ISSB. So it was really useful to discuss with them our adoption strategy and hear their feedback on that at this very important moment of um, our launch. The recording, by the way, of those meetings are available on the IFRS website for those who are interested in the details of that meeting. So overall, I think a really positive and busy month with lots of discussions going on with different stakeholders around the world, all really interested and engaged in advancing our work. And really that input is so valuable to us, both in our technical work and in the adoption. So thank you to everybody who's been involved with us as well. So let's change tack a little bit now and, and move back to the technical work, the day job. Emmanuel, maybe you could summarise what's been keeping uh, the team busy on the technical front. Well, yes, quite a lot, actually, focusing mostly on the foundational activities, which, as a reminder to our listeners, are first and foremost advancing the interoperability with jurisdictional and voluntary initiatives. And I think we have a couple of things to report back on uh, later on, on this topic. We will be having our first joint public meeting with the IASB in January to discuss feedback we received during our agenda consultation about a potential integration in a reporting project, as we publicly discussed this week, actually, in, in Beijing. The third of our foundational pillar work is about supporting the implementation of uh, S1 and S2, and including the development of educational material and capacity building initiatives, working towards both regulatory adoption and voluntary applications, for which we will be able to provide, I think, a very significant update at the coming COP28 events early December. Fourthly, we are committed and we are working on the enhancement and the maintenance of the SASB standards, including the current international applicability project, which is making uh, good progress. And finally, our digital taxonomy and our agenda consultations, which both were the focus of our meeting this week. And maybe, Sue, you want to talk us through that? Sure. And before I do that, I think it's really good just to have taken that moment there to remind people of all of the things we are working on, because sometimes when we don't have long public board meetings, people wonder what we're up to. Um, and it's not that we're sitting idly. <laughs> we are busy doing lots of different things. But onto the board meetings, um, the first thing that we discussed this week was actually the digital taxonomy. So in July, we published the proposed IFRS Sustainability Disclosure Taxonomy, which is a digital taxonomy as opposed to a green taxonomy, which is a way of capturing the information uh, required by the ISSB standards in a form that can be consumed digitally. And with investors looking more at extracting and analysing information in electronic format, it's really important that we develop the taxonomy right from the start 
to enable the digital consumption of information from when the ISSB standards are first applied. So we're working really hard to try and get this uh, taxonomy ready as soon as we can. So at our board meeting this week, we discussed the feedback that we received on those uh, proposals. And overall, uh, it was good to hear that the respondents felt that the proposed taxonomy appropriately reflected the requirements in S1 and S2, which is the uh, core uh, role of the taxonomy. So that was good to hear. And also there was general support for our approach, which is really aiming to minimize the need for multiple tagging um, to support the consistency of the application of the taxonomy. We did get some areas where we need to do a bit of a deeper dive, some, so, some areas of focus for us and the feedback around the need to make sure that the way that our taxonomy is put together really facilitates good interoperability or compatibility with other sustainability-related taxonomies, such as that being developed by EFRAG in Europe, and also feedback on monitoring emerging practice so that we can refine and enhance the taxonomy over time if we need to. So next month, um, in December, we plan to discuss potential changes to our proposals in light of the feedback that we've received. And we've still got an objective of seeking to publish the final taxonomy in the first half of 2024. So the second discussion that we had in the, in the board meeting was on the agenda consultation. Um, so Emmanuel, perhaps you could talk about the key feedback that we've heard there. Yeah, certainly I can do that too, thanks. And, and I think it was interesting in contrast, these two sessions went about the very detailed technical aspects of our work. And on the other side, of course, the future agenda of work is opening to a very strategic horizon, how we develop our activities. And I would, I would say briefly that that feedback, I think, indicated a very broad support to the scope of activities that we are proposing. Maybe some highlights about how the support to the implementation of S1 and S2 is a key priority for our stakeholders. That was a very clear feedback in, in the process. Quite a lot of feedback as well on the importance of interoperability with both jurisdictional and voluntary uh, sustainability standards to many of our respondents. And, and also this notion that um, we should seek to build from existing material as much as possible. Finally, I'd say some respondents called on the ISSB to more clearly articulate and define a longer term strategic vision of the future of the ISSB standards. And I think we welcome that feedback and it's probably an invitation for us to look at the re-deliberations around these, this RFI on the future agenda of work with a very strategic vision of what it actually means, both on what we do and also how we do it in order to ensure that we meet expectations on the reasons why we've been created. Um, but this was, of course, just the very first discussion we've had about this feedback, and we will continue these discussions with a view to finalizing our work plan in the first half of uh, next year, as already indicated. So that, that was this week, in particular, when it comes to public sessions. As we said earlier, I think it's a great week here in, in Beijing. As far as I'm concerned, from here, I go to Singapore over the weekend for the launch of GRI's Sustainability Innovation Lab, for which the IFRS Foundation is its convening partner. The, the Sustainability Innovation Lab has been established to 
enable companies to meet their evolving sustainability disclosure requirements and to foster professional development, training and innovation. I think that ASEAN is the perfect home given the prevalence of GRI here and the strong interest that we received in ISSB standards from uh, the regional jurisdictions, starting with, of course, Singapore. So this platform will have uh, several working groups to focus on four priorities areas, uh, digital taxonomies of GRI and ISSBs, audit and assurance, uh, smaller companies, especially those in value chains, and there are millions in uh, the region of them, and finally, public sector uh, reporting. So I'm looking forward to sharing the stage on Monday with Elko van der Eden, the GRI CEO, and the many other stakeholders. Um, and next week, provide more insight on this initiative. So Sue, what else does the next month have in store for us? Okay, so <clears throat> another busy month ahead. On the European front, we're continuing our discussions with on the joint guidance for how the uh, European Sustainability Reporting Standards and the ISSB standards can be used together in an efficient way that reduces um, duplicative reporting for companies. So really important documentation discussion really going on now with a view to a joint communication being published as soon as we can. Um, and I know, Emmanuel, that you're going to be speaking at EFRAG's conference as well during the month, so that's a, a good opportunity to show you know, how closely we're working together. Um, we've also got the first meeting of our new transition implementation group. It's a bit of a kickoff meeting. We're not answering technical questions. It's rather setting the scene, describing the processes and getting some feedback from the members of the group about what they're seeing with implementation so far. And that's a good reminder, actually, a little ad break here. Anyone can submit a question to the transition implementation group, the TIG, as long as it's related to the implementation of S1 and S2 and the issue is going to result in possible diversity in practice that's expected to be pervasive. So I'm sorry I can't answer your specific technical questions uh, on the deals that you're doing, but if you have a more pervasive um, question about the use of the standards, then we'd love to hear from you. And this is really relevant to a wide group of stakeholders, so really looking forward to this being a helpful mechanism to really support good quality understanding and implementation of our standards right from the start. Then later in the month, we're really very busy planning for COP28 at the foundation. We're really looking forward to having uh, a good delegation there involved in a whole range of activities. And we'll be focused very much on sharing updates, particularly on our capacity building work and our work on the jurisdictional adoption uh, guidance. And then next month, um, Manuel, we'll be recording our final podcast for the year in Frankfurt. Absolutely. Um, Frankfurt will be our last uh, board uh, meeting this year, a very busy uh, year, the first ever complete year for the board uh, to function, and a very busy year. So very happy to close that year with Frankfurt. We look forward to updating all of you then about our activities. And uh, before we end this podcast, I will also do uh, uh, a short ad, uh, just to share that the registration is now open to our IFRS Sustainability Symposium of 2024, uh, which is our major annual event focused on the ISSB, which uh, this year is taking place in New York City on the 22nd of February. So please do register and we hope to see you all there. Thank you. For the latest developments from either the International Sustainability Standards Board or the International Accounting Standards Board, 
make sure to subscribe on the IFRS Foundation website, www.ifrs.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take some time to rate, review and subscribe on your preferred podcast player. Mm-hmm.